Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, Chastity. Yes? What's the name of this recording? Shake it like a Polaroid picture. Mm-mm. I've never heard that before. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> no, but seriously. The only thing I know <laughs> with shake it in it is Taylor Swift. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Guys, she'll know it as soon as I have her insert the clip. We're just going to keep it that way through this podcast. Insert that here. Well, welcome back. We have episode 25 for you guys. And my name is Chastity, aka the Luminary Luna Beams. And I'm Emily, the Fine Art Medium. And we're two mediums that specialize in the paranormal. Our purpose is to shed light on what goes bump in the night. That's why we call this podcast Lights at Midnight. Lamp. <laughs> for you guys that may be new joining us, LAMP stands for Lights at Midnight Podcast, inside joke. Also, still haven't got, uh, for those that have been around a while, still haven't got my light bulb plushie. My life is incomplete. You're never going to um, get your light bulb plushie because no. it is heinous. Well, also it myself will be like a nailed it episode. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a how it's made episode. Expectation versus reality. <laughs> Sadness exactly <laughs> story of my life all right guys we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and give this podcast an introduction so in the last episode we talked about different types of extra sensory perceptions uh, associated with them forming clair abilities so the claircognizant clairvoyant clairsentient clairvoyant and we learned that the clairs themselves are not psychic abilities they are extrasensory perceptions or ESP. So this week we're going to talk about ways that you apply the clairs forming different types of psychic abilities. We're going to discuss uh, some common ones, uncommon ones, rare and ultra rare ones. So basically what that means is I identified some of these crazy things uh, into categories because some things are very common, some things are just superhuman it is kind of like pokemon cards i was just thinking that (laughs) yeah it is definitely kind of like pokemon cards so yeah it's going to be interesting and we're going to touch a little bit on discernment and have a little trip down memory lane to talk about our journey to becoming the badass bitches we are today hype hype okay (laughs) So the ultimate goal of this podcast episode is to show people that we are capable, what we are capable of as spiritual beings. It never ceases to amaze me um, as humans when we put our mind to something, what we're able to do, especially in a supernatural or preternatural sense, um, of course, with the help of spirit. 
So we're just going to move things right on along and go ahead and jump into this week's experiences. Emily, what you got for us? So remember that girl I was working with who had sold her soul to Satan and Mm -hmm. (laughs) had a horde of demons inside of her? Look, I'm not laughing, but it's just the way you said it. And it's like, damn, we're starting off on this note today. Yeah. Remember her? Yes. We got the cord cut. She is free. Oh, that's who you were talking about. I thought it was a new client. Nope. It's the girl I've been working with for like three months. Well, that makes so much more sense because I thought you were talking about somebody new Mm because you were telling me you had an incoming uh, influx of clientele. I do. So that's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. You know, it takes time. Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to demonic entities and then them feeding off of traumas. Because remember, you got to take care of the traumas. You got to take care of the point of entrance and the thing that they continue to latch on. And if they have nothing to latch on, it's easier to get rid of them. A.K.A. the origins. Mm-hmm. That's why we call this season the origins. You know, I don't know. I'm interested to hear if any of you guys have ever heard other mediums talk about it in this way. And that there's always an origin point of entry for these things. I know that in certain spiritual practices there is, but you just really don't hear a whole lot about psychic mediums discussing how to get rid of paranormal stuff in general. There's not there's not a whole influx. A lot of times psychic mediums just talk to your relatives, which is fine. I'm not knocking it i just find it interesting and for people to understand i've heard of some uh, mediums actually disagree with the fact that paranormal stuff has a trauma point of entry but we won't divulge into that road, yeah I guess. fight because you're talking fight. about your experiences so yeah <laughs> for sure do you have any uh experiences for this week why yes i onboarded a new client i guess you could say and So two, technically, I guess I would share. Um, This client is, I feel, suffering from a, well, her husband is suffering from a gen attachment. Uh, Identified it as a gen because of the qualities that it has. I'm not always about giving something uh, 100% an identity or a name, but in certain cases it is necessary to do so. So I've been dealing with that this week. And interestingly enough, I was talking to my sister and uh, we were actually chatting. We went on the phone. We were just chatting back and forth on messenger and she has one cat, no other animals. It's just her. And she felt her cat jump on the bed behind her. And I guess because she was laying like on her stomach, looking at her phone, facing the wall. And she looked back and there was nothing there. And she looked over to the closet where the cat commonly is. She keeps the door open and a cat bed in there for him because he just loves the closet for whatever reason. And he was in the closet. So it was late. Like she's a third shifter. I'm a basically a third shifter. And um, I went ahead and decided, you know, to do do my thing I guess you could say um I remote viewed into her home and I started viewing um her house easier because I've been there and I started using light and different breathing exercises and pushing energy physically and spiritually throughout her home and I asked a guardian to come in and watch over her 
and you know i assisted or and spirit assisted me or i assisted spirit one either way you want to look at it into putting like a light bubble around her i was automatically brought in this remote viewing ordeal to her bedroom door and i see my sister sitting on the bed i saw her specifically sitting cross legs sitting up but i'm not saying that's what she was doing that's just what i saw and um she was surrounded in a golden like translucent bubble and it if you know if you ever watch like a bubble close up how it moves um in terms of how it refracts uh light and creates like rainbow colors it was like that but it was different shades of gold Ooh, gold but it was translucent shiny. enough yeah it was really pretty and immediately not only did i see the bubble immediately to my left i see a purple hooded man with a wooden staff and he looked at me, had a goatee. I know this is really weird. And I was like, that's weird. And he didn't give me the vibes of like evil or anything like that. I think he was the guardian I sent. I normally don't see my guides or guardians or anything else, but there was a guy in like a purple robe and he had, like I said, a wooden staff and a goatee and um, kind of like brownish reddish hair. I guess you could say I didn't see his actual hair, just his facial hair. And he looked over at me and um i told my sister i was like look i'm not trying to freak you out but this is what i see everything i just explained to you all and she was like oh cool and then she made like a funny i don't know if she actually made it into like a snap or something i don't know because i don't do snapchat too old for that shit um but she sent me a picture of like her face like a funny face saying uh sup and then she did a dual like a you know, a pit dual picture. So her face was on the bottom and on the top was her doorway and it was dark in her room. And I was like, Oh snap. I'm like was laughing, you know, funny. And then I look at the picture and I zoom into the picture of her doorway and lo and behold, there is an outline. It's almost like between the air. So you is separating the, it was dark. So there's different shades of darkness, right? So these things, not everything that you see in between the air is going to be bad in my opinion, but it's, it's almost like an outline of something with a face in a cloak with his arm kind of almost across his chest. And I sent that to Emily and she immediately saw uh almost exactly what i saw except she said it was like something turned like a the face of a penny like mm -hmm. abe lincoln on the penny but she still saw something very similar and i showed a couple other people but i think maybe because me and emily have spiritual eyes we're able to see it and mind you i didn't even tell emily what she was looking at i just mm -mm. Said, hey. you just sent me the pictures and you're like ta-da <laughs> yeah. yeah so i found that to be very interesting because to me you know, I might share it um, on socials. I probably will if my sister's okay with it. I'll share it on socials and get you guys' opinion. Um, it is harder to see. I had to, all I did was change the color and the brightness, and I had to turn my brightness on my phone up. Um, you can see it without changing anything. You can see it in the original picture she sent me. Um, but yeah, I just changed the color and the brightness and turned my brightness up on my phone to be able to see it better. So if anybody does see it on socials, you know, take a look at it. And let me know your thoughts because it is kind of like validation for what I was seeing. And I have to say it looks freaky in comparison to what I was seeing in my mind's eye. 
but I have that I can remember. I've probably got weird feelings about things. I know actually I've got weird feelings about things and taken pictures and captured something, but this is the very first time that I've seen something in my mind's eye and then somebody has taken a picture, not even trying to be, you know, just trying to be funny, you know, and make a little joke out of it, I guess you could say. I mean, I don't know. She might have been serious, but she was making it a joke and it would be the first time that anything's ever been captured on camera that I actually saw in my mind's eye because I told her about it before. Uh Now, logically, could we say that I was looking for something? Absolutely. You can go that route if you want to, but the picture's there. Some people may see multiple things in the picture, but I distinctly see the outline of one thing there. There's not anything else there in my opinion. So that is my this week's experience you know it's funny because when you sent that to me i was just waking up so like i would had barely had my eyes open and i didn't even mess with the brightness on the picture and i saw it immediately and you know when you're like in the middle of sleep or right before sleep and you're in that in between is when you're most likely able to see or hear or feel or whatever so right Right. Yeah. And I mean, I saw it without it too. I just wanted to send both because, you know, some people see different things in different colors and yeah, you really can, you can see it without even messing with it. As long as you're not keeping your phone like super dim like me, because I keep my phone brightness and all my stuff down, mm-hmm. not just for battery consumption, but my eyes are sensitive to light. I do the which same. Is, yeah. And it's a common side effect of awakening actually. And being spiritual is for your eyes to be sensitive to different light waves. Mm-hmm. I don't do well in bright light. I feel I, I feel yeah. nocturnal a lot of times because of it. I, yeah, I am nocturnal. I am a creature of the night. I am the midnight of the light. <laughs> 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 Truly, I mean, I guess you know. There's a lot of metaphors you can play on lights at midnight, but yes, I, I am the light at midnight. Emily is the light at midnight. We prefer being in the dark, but we shed light on things that go bump in the night okay Okay. i've had my crack water y'all yes you did yeah celsius crack water people would kill if they don't have their celsius Mm -hmm. in minecraft just kidding i won't but it's nice to have (laughs) 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 but yeah i think that's all we have for this week's experiences so we're gonna go ahead and get into the meat of the episode and First and foremost, we're going to start off with the origins of psychic abilities. Um, It was something that I thought about. I'm like, you know, I I think I already knew the answer, right? I already knew what it was going to be, but I wanted to insert it in there and look it up just to make sure and put this in here. And we're going to talk about it from what a scientific standpoint says and just maybe make some brief statements about our psychic opinion. So, Emily, would you like to tell us the origins of psychic abilities? Sure. So, the origins of psychic abilities are a matter of debate, and there is no scientific consensus on whether or not they even exist. However, there are a number of theories about how psychic abilities might arise. One theory is that psychic abilities are a form of extrasensory perception, aka ESP, or what I like to call, I didn't forget, y'all. That is my nickname for it. But anyway which is the ability to acquire information that is not available through the five senses. ESP is often divided into four categories, clairvoyance, ability to see things that are not physically present, 
clear audience the ability to hear things that are not physically present, and clear sentience that is the ability to feel things that are not physically present, but don't forget about the clear cognizance, which is the ability to know things that may not be physically up in your face. <laughs> right. Without any prior knowing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Another theory is that psychic abilities are a form of intuition, which is the ability to understand something without conscious reasoning. Intuition is often described as a gut feeling or a hunch, and it is often used to make decisions or solve problems. Some people believe that psychic abilities are a result of genetic inheritance, while others believe that they are acquired through training or experience. There is some evidence to support both of these theories. For example, studies have shown that certain genes may be associated with psychic abilities, and the people who practice meditation or other forms of mental training may be more likely to experience psychic phenomena. Ultimately, the origins of psychic abilities are a mystery. However, the fact that they have been reported throughout history and across culture suggests that they may be real. More research is needed to determine the true nature of psychic abilities and how they arise. Here are some additional theories about the origins of psychic abilities. They are a form of consciousness that exists outside of the physical body. They are a result of the interaction between the mind and the physical world. They are a form of energy that can be channeled or manipulated. They are a gift from a higher power. It is important to note that there is no scientific evidence to support any of these theories. However, they offer a variety of possible explanations for the origins of psychic abilities. Okay. So, Emily, mm -hmm. how, as a psychic medium yourself, how do you feel about that statement? Do you think it's fair? I mean, um, do you feel it covers a lot of goodness and general information about psychic abilities? And how do you feel about the evidence part? Because I feel like we have I think, evidence. I think we have validation. I think we have a lot of evidence. Not to mention, what about all the CIA experiments? You know, like with the Gateway Project and all that, where they actually put it in a scientific study where they put these people in these rooms and are able to duplicate the tests. Right, exactly. And I mean, that in itself makes it evidence because the difference between evidence and validation is evidence is done in a scientific manner with the scientific methods mm -hmm. and validation is just you know, proof from another source that we got some information that we had no other way of knowing, yep. you know, and uh, whether it's in front of a bunch of people, one person, you know, there's different levels of validation. So that's a valid point. Um, I really think that there's a lot of evidence of the paranormal. There's a lot of evidence of psychic abilities. And it's important to note that psychic abilities uh, in general probably have been around almost since we have. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know we've evolved. I do believe that as a species, if you want to say that, we've evolved. But I think we've always had a soul. So, I mean, the, the species itself is just the vessel. Um, if our soul fills that vessel, then it's going to be equipped with some form 
of psychic ability or intuition because everybody has some form of intuition or psychic ability. Um, it's either, you know, just untapped or they're unaware or they use it. They just call it the gut feeling or they just know things. I mean, there's just so many, you know, ways to talk about it. But yeah, I think, um, I think it covered, that statement covered it very well. But I think it's just important to say there is a lot of evidence. It's just depending on whether or not an individual listening or reading to this or coming across it in some other form, whether or not they want to believe it. It's all about yeah. your perception because that creates your reality. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's what I personally have to say about it. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add. Yeah. I mean, I get a lot of people that'll be like, Oh, but how do we know that this wasn't scripted and that like, cause I've recently joined a group on Facebook and, you know, I've had some flack and I'll be like, well, here's my proof. Like here are videos on my channel of my lives and stuff. And they're like, well, how do you know it? Like, how do we know it's not scripted and whatnot? And I'm just like, well, if you knew me, you would know that I'm too lazy to even do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and then the other point is, is like, you know, I don't, I don't want to have to prove to anybody because if somebody has it in their head. Yeah they have it in their head. It's not my responsibility to prove something to you. If they have a question about something, it's their responsibility to seek answers. Exactly. And that's, yeah. uh, that's what I kind of explain. I'm, and I was like, I'm not just some monkey where if you say dance, I'm a dance. Like if you believe me, you believe me. If you don't, you don't, that's your business. I don't care. Like I'm here to help other people who, you know, believe in it. Not to mention, it's like, you're not going to be able to help a person who doesn't believe in you anyway because if they don't believe in you they're not going to take your suggestion like seriously exactly um yeah i mean exactly we're not here to just constantly give it's a equivalent energy exchange when we do the type of work that we do and yeah if they don't believe or they don't want to give then we can give but without the equivalent energy exchange it's not going to be as good as it could be because then that makes us uncomfortable yeah you know it puts us in an uncomfortable situation which in turn will could not necessarily throw things off but information wise we're not going to get it you know we are humans mm -hmm. we are we breathe we're mouth breathers just like every one of y'all we're all mouth breathers here or we wouldn't be here and i'm not trying to be rude when <laughs> i say that but it's true like we're we're no different than anybody else We've just learned how to tap into this, whether it was by, you know, choice, chance, or going after it. I mean, going after learning how to get into our psychic abilities. Mm -hmm. All right. So now we're just going to give you guys, in case you didn't hear the last episode, we're just going to do a brief reca recap of the Claire's. Um, we'll basically stick through the clairs throughout the whole episode uh, when we're talking about them in the other section we have. Uh, we're basically going to explain the type of clair or types of clairs it would take to be able to perform a certain psychic ability plus more. So that's why I just want to reclap. Re one more reclap. <laughs> I'm going to reclap. Mm -mm. Make it clap. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. Moving on. Crackwater. Um, <laughs> Claircognizance. <laughs> 
Claircognance is associated with clear knowing. Basically, you know things before they happen or you just know things about people, places, and anything, really. Claircognizant is not just one sense or type of awareness. It is a combination of several different senses, including precognitive abilities and others that can support uh, clairvoyance. The primary quality that defines claircognizance is the clear sensation or perception of knowing something with certainty before it happens, even before it's known by anyone else in some cases. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really weird. So yesterday, this is the first time this has happened to me. So I was doing, I was looking at this person's situation from that group because they needed help with the entity that they're, you know, that's haunting them. And I was looking through the house and the rooms to see where the portals were because there's portals. And I get to the one room and I see like it's layout and I'm looking at the wall because I'm hearing, but it's more clear cognizantly what the color of the wall is. Yeah. And I hear it before I see it on the wall. And then I describe to her what I'm seeing and I described the bedroom that the one portal's in. And so I got the color clear cognizantly while uh, trying to figure out the color. But then I saw it clairvoyantly. It was so weird. Nice. Yeah, that's how claircognizant comes in because that's the one I've had pretty much my whole life that mm -hmm. I've been somewhat aware of just I've always known things so that's how it'll come in sometimes for me but since my abilities have um, opened up and I've got better at what I do um, a lot of times now it'll come in clairvoyantly so clear seeing and then um, an information when you know I had some guy on YouTube on a, a message say it'd be so cool if you can see what you can pick up from me on just a message ha 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 i'm still waiting on him to reply that was last night so we're gonna <laughs> see we fit in we fit in the sea anyways all right. that was a funny tiktok people be uh, trying to test us and they have no freaking idea yeah because i i mean it can get if they give you generally this is how it works but not always just as a advisory if you give somebody the permission to look into you, mm -hmm. it's cool, you know, and we can see, we can see into that. His verbal, he, he gave me a verbal agreement, which spirit, um, I guess you could say consummates, <laughs> I don't yeah. know the word, but that's an awful word to say, right? But anyways, the, the agreement, right? Um, but in the case of someone like that, doesn't have permission then sometimes spirit will block you and it's, it's a yep. respectful thing it's an ethical thing not to look into people um because that's invasive without their permission sometimes i mean i don't i don't mean to it just happens and if i do i apologize like because i'll say it and i'll tell them you know i'm sorry this is just what i saw i don't mean to be invasive and that's just part of being uh, ethical when you're mm -hmm. using or practicing your own intuition or psychic abilities or whatever you want to call it. And I think it's important because we will get clients that'll be like, um, I want to know how this person feels about me. And I'll, the first thing I'll say is, yo, listen, I can do readings for you and you only, but I will not look into another person without their permission. 
Right. You can look at it from an as point, as point, aspect of the point of like their relationship, like mm-hmm. from their perspective. Yes. Be like, okay, this is kind of what's happening in your relationship. But as far as peering into the other person's life, yes, it is unethical. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of psychic hotlines, like they kind of don't go by that. They don't care. Right. Right. Which hints the kind of weirdo vibes you get from it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Emily, would you like to tell us about number two, clairsentient? Clairsentient. So that has to do with feeling psychic impressions through your body. Um, and honestly, I feel like this also has other abilities tied to it. So a good example is the whole empath thing. So if you listen to our last episode, we kind of dive into clairsentience and being an empath and how it's like a switch or a lever and you know it has many different levels and how one can seep into the other so that is one thing to be aware of but yeah that is feeling through your body so that could just be like you can feel other people's ailments or illnesses um if it has to do with someone that has been deceased, you can feel like how they died. Yep. And yeah. And that can even be like absorbing the energy around you, even if that is not something you intend. So it's always important that you know how to release that energy and not trap it in your body, which is a difficult thing to learn. It can be. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And it's all about the feelings in your body. It's not yep. it's not related to emotions. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's em- uh, empath or empathy. Yeah. Uh, being an empath. So that was the direct correlation. And it's a good time just to do the reminder on the difference between empathy and clairsentient is empathy is where you pick up on somebody's emotions and you emotionally start feeling ways. Clairsentient is where you feel things in the body. Yes. Yep. Alrighty, and next for number three, clairvoyant. So clairvoyancy is the ability to obtain information about an object, person, or location hidden from the normal senses. It is associated with the second sight or your third eye. So clairvoyancy uh, will come in the form of seeing things with your eyes, again, like dead people, uh, (laughs) or anything. I mean, you get pictures and symbols and visions and all that kind of stuff. Um, And it's outside of your normal visual perception sometimes so it's located uh sometimes like as a a picture it could be a movie it could be fuzzy it could be clear you're going to see this with uh, your eyes opened or closed depending on how you receive information and again sometimes you'll see things with your eyeballs just normally you'll see things that just are spooky or scary or amazing beautiful um so yeah that's pretty much um what clairvoyant is Yippers, and now we have Claire Audience. So that's just the ability to obtain information through psychic hearing. So hearing things that are not there in the physical and that are there in the spiritual. Um, I feel like Claire Audience and Claire Cognizance kind of almost go hand in hand because I feel like they switch back and forth. At least it does for me. I don't know if that's how it is for you. Yeah, I mean, I think um, once you are 
once you know about your abilities, you can easier identify kind of how it come in. Unless you experience it, um, it might be hard to understand. But a lot of times the difference for me between, it is connected. I'm not denying that. But the difference for me is clairaudiently, I will actually physically hear mm-hmm. like stuff. But it's not coming from a point of reference, like projecting outwards. Like if you were talking to somebody, you can tell where their voice is coming from. It literally is like a surround sound. There's yeah. no point of... Uh, you know, direction of where the voice is coming from, or it's almost like it starts at your ear. Mm-hmm. That's how I experience Claire audience um, or being Claire audience. And then it doesn't happen too often, but then sometimes I'll hear it in my mind. That's how I hear it a lot. It's like, I'll hear it in my mind. Like, you know how you have your own thinking voice in your head and yes. it has, it's like, it sounds just like you. Well, I hear it, hear speak. <laughs> my right ear is ringing now so that's them validating what i'm saying but so i'll hear that's them. a form of clear audience yeah so they're ringing in my <laughs> ear <laughs> they're validating right now but um so i'll hear it like a thinking voice like my thinking voice except it's not my voice it's somebody else's and if they have any accents i will hear that as well And the other way I experience it is like when I'm in that in-between state or I'm meditating, I will physically hear it like they're in my room talking to me and it's sometimes really loud. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. I've had people scream at me, scream my name. Mm -hmm. I've had weird demonic voices talk to me and that's, that's the line I think it kind of draws with, um, like there's the kind of blur, kind of a blurry line right there between claircognizance and clairaudience. Mm -hmm. um is right there is like when you are hearing the voices in your head sometimes it's hard to discern on uh, whether or not it's actually clear knowing or clear cognizance versus clear audience but it is important to understand these four things as well as being empathic um and these are extrasensory perceptions we just briefly wanted to recap these in case you didn't listen to the last episode or you're new to our podcast So we're going to go ahead and move on to our evolution of our psychic abilities. So it's going to be somewhat of a brief recap. um, And we're going to go and just talk about how they started, um, how they evolved, some dangers we've encountered, our victories, defeats, and our future goals. The whole point of doing this is just to give people a sense of relation, maybe, or validation. A lot of people are on the fence right now. There's a huge spiritual movement, spiritual awakening. A lot of people are on the fence right now. It's like, am I psychic? Am I intuitive? Well, guess what? We all are to a degree. And if you're feeling that way, maybe some of our information will help you guys determine that for yourselves. Yeah. So, Emily, <laughs> how did your psychic ability ability start? Um, I th- honestly, it was like I started becoming more aware of the paranormal, and because of that, I started noticing more of the little things and paying attention to things that I n- normally wouldn't have. But like, I just remember listening to. <laughs> And that's why we drink (laughs) and them talking about certain things. And then it would just be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then I would notice a tap or so in my room and I'd be like, that's interesting. I would try to debunk it. 
and then it'd be like, I can't debunk it. Like, there's nothing else in here with me. And then, you know, some traumatic things happen. And then I went to a haunted house, which was like a bad idea. So you add trauma plus going to a haunted location equals really bad haunting. Yeah. And because of that, it kind of made me even more aware. And I started picking up on my own abilities that way. And yeah, so that's how it kind of like, that's how I kind of started noticing them. Right. What age were you? When, like the haunting part? Uh, Just like when it's, when you started, when it started, like looking back, what age were you? I was just curious. Well, the whole, when I started listening to that podcast and started noticing everything, I was probably like 26 or 27. Gotcha. But when I look back, Back on my childhood, it's like I remember astral projecting and not realizing it's astral projecting, and I was like nine years old. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of similar in a way for me. Um, for me, how it started was I wasn't aware of it. I just knew that again, I knew things. Um, I, it was just literally come in as knowing, period, until I had my spiritual experience with Jesus when I was 12 years old at church camp and I decided that I wanted to be saved. That night I had my very first astral experience. Um, it was the clearest vision I've ever seen with my, even my own eyes, with my eyes open, looking around my room right now. I still cannot see as clear as I saw in that experience. And I have spoke about this. I'm not going to go into great detail if you're interested pretty sure I talked about it in episode one or two. Um, so definitely check it out. It was very interesting, but I think that was the day that my extrasensory perceptions were open because I feel, and I know, even if you look at my astrology, my purpose is in the spiritual community. My purpose is to help people doing what I'm doing now and probably even more that I'm not even aware of. Um, so I'm pretty sure my stuff started uh, as long as I can remember. Um, but I really wasn't aware that I could really sense things and still until even after seeing a ghost, I saw a ghost when I was 14, uh, opened my eyes and there was a man, he was like in gray and white and he was standing in front of my armoire, call him armoire, armoire. But, um, yeah, he was standing there and he dissipated when I opened my eyes. Um, I just thought I saw a ghost or I thought I was still waking up, but it, it really was. It was the man that actually died in my house. He drank himself to death. Um, come to find out that's who he was. And um, yeah, I mean, I just, I started getting interested in the paranormal because of the place that I ended up moving to with my boyfriend, which would have been my future husband, now ex-husband, had a lot of paranormal stuff happen. Um, that is the Hinsdale Road haunting. Definitely talked about that before. And yeah, I started realizing that I could see and do and hear things. But you know, when I was there, everybody else did too. But mine was a little different. I was having different experiences and uh, kind of terrifying experiences. I was seeing faces in my mind's eye with my eyes closed. It'd be this like same five faces changing back and forth, back and forth and waking up with three scratches on my back. And that was like the beginning of my 15 year haunting. So that's kind of how they started. Mm -hmm. So Emily, how did your psychic abilities of ab ab abilities evolve <laughs> over time? That so, was some Roger Rabbit shit. Honestly, 
so looking back, like with the whole astral projection, when I was a kid, it would happen here and there. And then I, I didn't realize it, of course. But then like when we jump ahead, when I started realizing some things, when that haunting started, I noticed like I would have some visions here and there randomly. And it would just be like, I don't know, maybe one vision every other week or so. And then I would have nightmares. I always had really vivid dreams, but now it's like I would be astral projecting every single night. And I feel like that whole astral projection thing, as I went through like my meditations, because I started meditating frequently, I would say every day for like two to three hours a day. And then the astral projection thing got way clearer because it used to be like foggy and black and white. Now it's like all in color, very vivid. Like, you know, I send you my uh, experiences almost daily and you're like, what the fuck? This is so long. Guys, it's like her astral experiences are on crack water. I know. It's like I'm at freaking, I don't know. What's a place in Russia called? Chernobyl. It's like my freaking gotcha. dreams and astral realm experiences were at Chernobyl and then they like mutated. <laughs> Interesting. I'm and I used to be not necessarily infatuated with learning about it, but I, it was a subject that I was very interested in. I've watched a lot of things on that. It's a very interesting mm-hmm. place. Things that happened and natural disasters and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's very interesting. And I think too. So when I started meditating every single day, my ability skyrocketed. And then it's like, once I got rid of that haunting, they skyrocketed again because the entity was holding me back and trying to push them away so I couldn't like save myself and grow. Because negative entities will always try to keep you in a lower vibration so you can't grow. But Right. We got through it and my ability skyrocketed and it's like I go through these bouts of like growth periods and it just skyrockets and it used to take me like so when I was helping clients it would use it used to take me like a a two to three hour meditation to get any sort of information for them but now it's almost instant and as long as I write it down I don't forget it. Right, right, because it's channeling. I'd say, like, that was kind of where you were when me and you first started talking and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've got to watch that evolve over, like, the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, super proud of that. Just saying. <laughs> for sure. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's cool to help to do this kind of work. It is. It can be fun. It can be rewarding. But, you know, it's not like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, it's not like the cool kids club or nothing. It's just, it's rewarding, you know. It, to me, it's kind of like picking up another skill, like drawing. Like, it's not, I feel like everyone has the potential. It's just whether or not they take the time to practice and train that muscle. Right, exactly. And not every, it's important, again, to say we've said it before, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody's going to have that skill level because you're not meant to yeah 
I know that sounds awful. Like, oh, you just, it's not like you can grow up and be anything you want to be. Well, that's not the case with psychic abilities. you you know, your life path involves your, you know, having your own gut feelings, intuition, whatever your natural born intuitive gifts are, but not everybody's going to be a medium, a psychic, mm-hmm. you know, a healer. Um, we can have that in some aspect or form, but it is, it kind of is what it is in that. And that's not to discourage anybody, you know, that's mm-hmm. on the path. You go as far as you can go spiritually. Your spiritual journey is, you know, the, it's not a one size fits all thing, you know, so. Exactly. But right. yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the evolution of my stuffs. Okay, so evolutionary wise and chastity the luminary luna beams journey here um (laughs) basically so i went from the haunted house thing and i would have like visions of things and i thought it was normal like i thought people just kind of visual i was i've always been able to visualize stuff in the event planning industry i could visualize uh, a space and make it a reality right and that was uh, directly linked to, I think, being clairvoyant. I didn't know I was clairvoyant. I didn't even identify myself as being clairvoyant, even when I started out on, like, turning the page, basically. But um, it did help me throughout my careers, I guess you could say. So when I bartended at the brewery, somebody could walk in the door and I could look at them and I knew exactly which beer they were going to order. So sometimes I'd freak people out. I know this is funny, right? But maybe, I don't know, maybe it's weird. But sometimes I would go ahead and pour that beer and they would ask for it. Now I'm talking about somebody I've never met before. And I, they would ask for it and I'd slide it across the table and they would look at me like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, I'm just really good at my job, which made a lot of tips. I mean, <laughs> it was pretty cool. But um, I noticed that, you know, over time I had children, I had a family. I was very wrapped up in life, you know, life stuff. But right before the pandemic, so I'd say in 2019, things started to change. I actually had a resurfacing of the haunting or some of the similar entities that work together kind of come back to haunt us, including, and I was not with my husband. I'd already split up from my husband, but he was going through it, me trying to help him because my children, you know, were going over there to see their dad, of course. And pretty much um, everything resurfaced. And I started to realize that, you know, I was picking up on more energy and stuff like that. Um, I also had an experience I talked about in the first or second episode where I uh, stayed with my grandmother-in-law when she passed. So I was there with her when she passed. I kind of knew the situation, how it was already going to be. I felt it to be very important to be there. I saw the I saw people. I saw I saw three entities come in and take her. And the whole room, when me and this other woman were in it, lit up like just a ball of light. I mean, it just, the whole room flashed white light when she took her last breath. I had my eyes closed, the woman across from me, and that's all I was seeing was white light. And then the outline of like people kind of, and um, I didn't know what was happening. And I'm like, am I a death angel? What am I? You know, this is like in 2019, what's going on? I just was freaking out kind of in a way. And I was just so emotionally overwhelmed. And then about two months later, and specifically January 12th of 2020, they made an announcement that um, 
COVID-19 was a thing. Evidently, she actually passed away from COVID-19. We just didn't know it. They wasn't announcing anything, I guess, because hadn't it? Ha- I'm pretty sure it had already been caught. That's for a different kind of podcast or episode, but y'all get what I'm saying here. But as soon as I saw that go across the TV, I had two friends sitting there, and I just had this overwhelming just discernment and knowing and just like this spark lit inside of me when I saw, and I know this sounds really weird, but when I saw that newscast, I looked at them and I said, this is going to change our lives possibly forever, but shit's about to go down. They laughed at me. Well, look who's laughing now, motherfuckers. Cause uh, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And ever since that day, my intuitive abilities and the research I was doing for the paranormal stuff, you know, I could never find answers watching ghost shows and stuff like that. They always just leave you with more answers and say, maybe it's this or that you know you know one another but over time I would say over the next year everything started happening I found um, cool people different interesting information and I started literally was forced to sit in my house more wasn't working because of the uh, pandemic and once I stopped like life like my normal busy life one or two jobs and raising children and because I was a I was a hard worker uh, especially then before my back got as bad as it is now because I can't really work on my feet as much as I used to at all but uh, yeah so that's kind of when everything hit me when I slowed down and that's when me and God started talking and I started talking to spirit it just it just happened it evolved and the more people that I came in contact with that I could validate my experiences through the more confident that I grew and then I just started going with it and I'm you know, it took time. It's not anything. It did happen kind of fast in a way, but it was still an evolutionary process of the luminary lunar beams. So, um, yeah, it's, Oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say it's just a quite, it's quite interesting how it all happened for Mm -hmm. sure. I was gonna say, I didn't even know I was clairsentient until you told me. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Would this be a good time to plug the fact that I offer an astrological service that helps you identify your natural born intuitive gifts? And almost everybody that has used it has grown spiritually or intuitively since I've contacted them. And they're super awesome, special like Emily and several other people that rave about it. So you can guys can contact me if you want to listen. It changed my life. It changed my (laughs) life, y'all. It did. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Without it, I don't think I would be where I'm at right now, to be honest. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And you're and it helped me too because I learned it. I actually went to a class to learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh it's not something that you can just you can find information about it, but you know, I I had to I had to actually sit down and learn it. And once I learned who I was, because the lady did it for me, and once I saw my astrological chart and everything was validated and made sense, that gave me even more confidence and cleared up some things for me. And the same thing happened. My ability skyrocketed. So now I have the ability to do that for other people. Um, so, But yeah, if you're kind of stuck in not knowing or needing validation uh, or information, I highly recommend it. And I know that's like a shameless plug, but it, it really is helpful. It, it is really is. So helpful. Definitely. So helpful. Well, um, the evolutionary part, you know, we're still, it's, it's a good thing to say that we're constantly evolving. We still learn and grow. Like Emily was saying, we still um, have, I call them level ups, you know, cause I'm, 
you know, I'm me, mm-hmm. but I call them level up. So like I just recently went through one I discussed um, where I was able to start pushing energy in the physical and it's replicating in the spirit. Been remote viewing for a long while now, but uh, this was different. And like, I don't know, it was crazy. I had like a three dimensional space of all these portals open up around me in a 360 degree circle. And I was able to kind of, it's almost like, I know this sounds really weird. I know y'all already think I'm half crazy anyways. But anyways, um, it's kind of like when you see those movies and people are working on those computer screens in the air and you can like open up windows. It's almost like the Apple glasses now, but without the dramatic, like with all the bells and whistles, it just, it was so strange. And being able to close those portals remotely was very satisfying. Like, I was able to close the portals and get rid of the entity with the help of spirit, of course, because they do most of the work in that sense. And, like, that's the kind of stuff that we're going towards now. It's amazing how far mm-hmm. you can actually go if you allow yourself and you and you stay in a higher vibrational way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that leads us to the dangers we've encountered. Bum, bum, bum. hmm So, Emily, would you like to share any information on the dangers you've encountered um, or any significant experiences that you can remember? hmm Oh, boy, do I have many dangers that I've encountered. <laughs> I've had entities try to possess me on multiple, multiple occasions. Um, Chas, when I was in North Carolina, you know that experience. <laughs> yep. Because I had a message you and was like, hey, this just happened. This thing just tried to possess me. And yeah. you can watch that, guys, on her YouTube. We did an interview. This was before our podcast. You can actually watch that whole story and the Hensdale House on her YouTube channel if you're interested. Yep. And I've had multiple occasions where they've tried to possess me. Also, on a similar note, I've had entities because a lot of times when the whole, um, whatchamacallit, when they try to scare you through the oppression stage, if it's not working with the physical stuff by like the knocks and the sounds and whatnot, they'll try to go through your mind and try to insert their thoughts into your thoughts and to get you to think certain things. So they can then influence you. Well, I've had entities show me gruesome and grotesque things of like murder and try to get me to do bad things. And well, I because I study this stuff, I was fully aware of what they were trying to do. So I was able to, you know, uh, stop that from happening. But it's like a constant battle. And when you deal with clients with very, very malevolent entities, uh, you tend to take on their hauntings and it can really mess shit up with your physical health, your mental health. And like for me, I've had the glass on my oven shatter. It's not even replaced yet. So that's another thing. But it's like there's physical dangers that can happen too like fires um bad luck things car accidents like a whole host of things that can happen and 
it's it's not fun right yeah and i mean i can relate to what you're saying on a lot of levels um i would say even prayer for people sometimes i've i actually was faced with somewhat of a dangerous situation i guess you could say when i went face to face with a demon possession uh, it was craziest stuff I've ever experienced. Again, I've talked about that, I think, in episode two. So we're kind of recapping because we know we're like on episode 25 and maybe you guys haven't heard it. But, um, yeah, uh, this guy, he um, kind of asked me to pray for him, you know, because they asked me what I saw in their house. I was their guest with my mother. And when I told them what I saw, uh, they freaked out. So if you're ready to ask a psychic medium what's in your house, be prepared and stay calm because he did not and yeah whatever was attached to him or inside of him come lashing out because when i started to pray for him and send the golden light and everything um he ended up walking away from me walking in another room and passed out and woke up uh in somebody else the voice changed face changed everything changed it was like a two-hour battle that is spiritual warfare at its finest and to elaborate on what emily was saying the dangers of your body or your mental health mind body spirit being harmed is grand we do not recommend any of you guys unless you are very solid in your experiences to put yourself out there and try to even if you can remote view until you're ready you don't need to go up against anything, in my opinion. I, I used to feel differently. It's important to protect yourself and put yeah. your own barriers up. But until you're confident in what you do, you know your spirit team has your back, sometimes things will still slip through, right? Yeah. But the ultimate goal is to come out of it unscathed. Uh, for the most part, I've now been able to do that. But um, some of the cases I have worked recently have got to me I and then it was just a weak a vulnerable point and that's all it takes that's all yeah. it takes is that one vulnerable point for you to get physically attacked mentally attacked spiritually attacked emotionally attacked um my spiritual defenses are pretty high my physical defenses are pretty high but it come in at my weak point which was my mental emotional at that time because of things that were happen happening and it played on certain life scenarios and even though I knew it it still was strong enough to keep going and pushing because it pushed the right buttons not every entity can do that it's only specific types of entities that can do that um because not all of them are that come from the same they're not cut from the same cloth there's a lot of different things in a lower vibrational spectrum um and that's kind of something that I've went through um, that I had come out of on the other side. But yeah, it'll, and that's where, how can I say this? The, um, the voices you hear, so you know the difference between your own thoughts, the intrusive thoughts, and the divine whispers. We've talked about this. That's just what I call them. Uh, the intrusive thoughts will be thoughts that are not necessarily of your own. I do know that there's other terminology for that outside of psychic stuff. But your own thoughts can still be positive or negative. Intrusive thoughts are not just negative thoughts. You can still think negatively in your head and it not be an intrusive thought in, um, in a psychic way. Because it, the difference is, and I don't know if you can relate to this, Emily. Mm -hmm. The difference is, is like you might be fine. Everything's fine. You know, you're good. Mm -hmm. um, 
And all of a sudden, after you work on a case, it could be, I've noticed specifically with certain types of entities, it's a three-day time frame. You think you've got rid of something and then three days go by and here it rears its ugly head, but it can come in the form of intrusive thoughts to you saying that you're never going to make it. You'll be fine. And then you'll start hearing things. You'll start hearing bad stuff. And it's, it's kind of like your own voice, but it's not. And it depends on um, your strongest Claire, too, because it might come in as physical pain. But for me, it comes in in like mental talk. Right. Mm -hmm. But I know it's not me because I wasn't even feeling that way. And the next thing I know, and then I'm like, all right, fuck you, leave me alone. And it stops. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds like mental illness, which there are mental illnesses out there that do correlate with that. But when you can, um, when you can correlate it to specific things and cases and stuff, that's when it gets a little different. So we don't encourage anybody that's hearing voices to say, oh, it's my psychic gifts. You always want to make sure you're Mm -hmm. okay. You know, we're not trying to devalue that at all. Then you have your own thoughts and your divine whispers. Divine whispers are, to me, is when you get your information in from spirit or in, it doesn't just have to be mental. It can be all of the clairs in any way. But that's the most important thing to learn. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, too, they sometimes purposely manipulate your environment for bad things to happen so because they know they can work off of it so they can put you in a bad mood which then you know alters your psyche or your mental states and if it puts you in a depressive mood or anything lower then they work off of that and it's like they sometimes will rub salt in the wound or create situations so that there is a point of weakness that they can just slip through correct yeah and they do stuff to put you in a point of fear Mm -hmm. like they want to make you scared or they want to make you feel a certain way with certain types of traits or characteristics or emotions that fall in the category of fear we have fear we have love you know you can figure that out but depression and all that is in a state of fear Mm-hmm. you know in the realm of lower vibration so and yep. it's necessary again we're humans we go up and down the scale that's normal we're never always going to be able to be in a very high vibrational state you can uh, try to achieve a neutral state you can try to but if we did not go up and down that scale we would not learn on any terms so it's important to remember that so the positive toxicity is another thing to kind of throw in there but yeah i mean Mm -hmm. they can manipulate your space they can make you scared by knocking at the door i've had things knock at my back door like legit multiple times um in different places here specifically um i know about two years ago now the one time that sticks out to me because i know it's actually been more we heard um three knocks three times and they sounded ethereal they wasn't they wasn't actual knocks at the door the first time that happened though um i told my uh fiance v i was like do not open the door because i was already (laughs) on my spiritual journey you know and he's Mm -hmm. like what the hell you know country is we're not country country we sound country but we're not considered rednecks okay 
but that's what we sound like. All right. So we're going outside and he's got his, uh, flannel down pants on and his damn Elsa shirt. He had an Elsa shirt because of my daughter. It was black and white. It's just this funny thing. Uh, that's a frozen shirt. And he goes outside and he opens the door, just what I told him not to do. And he's like, who is it? Who's there? You know? And I'm like, there was nobody there. Why'd you open the fucking door? And then, yeah, it come in, it, it come in. And we had to deal with that. Now, the next time it happened, he didn't open the door. <laughs> you know what's really weird? So I'll be sleeping, right? But it's like during that time, my clear audience is at its peak. And they know that I will listen in while I'm sleeping to monitor my dog to make sure he's not doing something he's not supposed to be doing. Or if he has to go outside because he, he knocks on the door. And they will pose as him and knock on the door, on my bedroom door. I oh, fucking, I believe it. I fucking hate that. Yeah, that's not cool. Mm -hmm. You know, and they don't have to necessarily be in your house to do that. Mm -mm. Yeah, they don't have to be physically in your house. They can do it from the either. You know what I just realized? Room. I just realized this. What? Remember the black door in my room? Yeah. Where that black door is, is where that my bedroom door is. Oh. And that's okay. the door he knocks on when he has to go outside. Or they knock on to get me to open it. Right. That's interesting, yeah. Because that was a crazy-ass experience in itself. We've talked about mm -hmm. that, too, in a previous podcast. I just don't remember which one. But that was wild. That was in the first part mm -hmm. of our first six months of our friendship. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so... Besides the dangers, you know, we can talk all day about that. We could make a whole podcast about the dangers we've come across if we really wanted to. Um, we still have had very positive experiences with spirit um, in general, higher vibrational beings, and just with ourselves. So let's talk about what we consider victories in our, I guess you could say, our journey as paranormal psychic mediums. Mm-hmm. Well, so at the beginning of this episode, I talked about how the client that I had for three months, we were able to break that cord or tether she had with uh, demons because she sold her soul, but we were able to undo that. So I am super happy with that one because that one was redonkulous. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. I also have level up moments on the astral realm and victories in general any kind of validation i get is a victory <laughs> for me anyway no i mean that's true like mm -hmm. for sure validation is key to this mm -hmm. um it, i mean it, it keeps you grounded too like because you have to stay grounded in this situation um victory wise for sure Again, when I was in my level up situation, I guess you could say, um, when those doors, those black doors opened up around me in a three-dimensional type space, and I was able to seal them and close them with the help of spirit and using like my hands and energy as light. And then once I did that, it forced this thing that was pitch black with a black door into this white room. And then it exposed him for who he was. And this is when I heard it. This is the mediumship part of it. He was talking to me on his knees after I told him to bow before God, basically, because he was being 
taken away um he was like you were not supposed to see me you're not supposed to know who i am like he he i say mm-hmm. he it was a masculine energy it wasn't uh male or it presented itself as a male i don't think it was a male or a female personally i think it was a thought form or a created entity mm-hmm. from possible somebody or witchcraft one or the other but it's a thought form uh, but yeah they were and it was so it, this just came so easily and that's how i know it was a thought form type in- entity in my opinion uh because not all entities go down that quick um but yeah that was a victory for me because after that it went away my client she has not felt watched since uh definitely a victory it's a victory anytime for me too when i can illuminate things for people um and make things make sense anytime i can give somebody else validation that is the sometimes mm-hmm. the most rewarding part for me is giving somebody else a validation that they're not crazy because i'm seeing things that are happening that they're seeing that i don't know about because my process when it comes to paranormal work is generally i don't want to know anything unless i have a specific question don't tell me anything right sometimes a little bit of information's cool or whatever but i'll stop you and be like hey i'm not looking at what you sent me i'm not you know i need to pull this in on my own terms that way you know i can validate you know i'm real like i'm the real deal so um anytime that i can give somebody a peace of mind Mm-hmm. Anytime I can make somebody feel safe, not through my, through as a conduit, through my abilities, mm-hmm. that's a victory for me. I second that too. Yeah, it really is. I mean, um, as far as personal growth, I'm pleased with where I've, I've gotten, like, I'm pleased with the direction that I'm heading. It's not easy in terms of doing this for a living. Um, you know, it's very hard. I mean, you want to get to the real matter here. There's a lot of competition, but there's a lot of people out there that don't have discernment, which we're going to talk about. I'm definitely going to talk about here in just a few minutes. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's my victories. What about defeats? That's sometimes hard to talk about. Our defeats are not really what we want to talk about, but I think it's important just to highlight a couple things if you have anything to share in. Yeah, so I think the only defeats that I have is like you give a person your advice and the information and you spend so much time with them and then they don't listen or take your advice and or they like to play the victim card and they just like live in it and they just they don't try to fix themselves or the situation and then it's like you like I will provide all the time but they won't reciprocate their time by you know listening to your advice and actually going through with the advice and it's like why did I you know spend all this time if you're not going to put forth the effort and that's usually a hundred percent a failure every time because they're not willing to change right I understand that and for me if I went from a personal standpoint I get upset and I consider it a defeat and I probably shouldn't because things evolve over time for a reason I'm gave the information I'm gave for a reason but I consider it somewhat of a defeat but it's not for me a defeat doesn't mean I'm not going to get back up on the horse and do what I got to do but sometimes I miss things and it's not that the client even says that I miss things sometimes I miss things about the entity itself 
that I could have picked up on and or somebody still having issues and I sometimes consider that as me failing but then I I sometimes I realize that you know uh, like you were saying it's not all me but Mm -hmm. I still consider that as like a defeat like one of my clients even though we got rid of the the really bad entity the place in itself is very magical it has tons of spiritual energy tons of tragedy tons of stuff and the place is just ugh. like and mm-hmm. I told her from the beginning I'm like you may have to move because this place is wild and I don't I think that maybe you know sometimes I think well maybe somebody else could help her better you know so I consider that a defeat but it doesn't mean that I won't still work with my client. The, the, it's not all my client. Like some, she kind of stopped her, um, her cleansings. Like I suggested. And when she did, she started having more issues, uh, with things messing with her and touching her and surrounding her at night and stuff like that. But we got that straight again. Cause I mean, it's an ongoing process with some clients, some clients you'll one and done, or you work with them for like a week and you don't hear from them much unless they want to, you know, chat or whatever, but, um, there's not really any client. I was telling this to Emily and it's, it's a, it's a good feeling. There's not really any client that I've had that I've helped with paranormal, um, especially with the astrological, like, um, identifying your natural born intuitive gifts that I can't message or they message me and they still want to have chats or they still are in touch and so even though through some of the some of the defeats I feel like I've had we're we're still in contact it's not like oh this didn't work the way I wanted it to so I'm dropping you know dropping it all just whatever but you get what I'm saying I'm sure I feel like too the only way you you lose or you you're defeated is when you defeat yourself and give up yeah and I I'm the kind of person who refuses to give up but that's why I mean, like, with the client, if they don't follow through, it's like, it, they lose. It defeats the purpose. <laughs> yeah. They lose when they give up themselves. Exactly. A very valid point. Yep. And uh, so as far as, like, clientele that, you know, was a failure, I don't think any of them were failures because I still feel like at the end of the day they still learned something valuable and they grew from it but it's like if it didn't work out it's because they defeated themselves yes I agree 100% a very very valid point well what about future goals in terms of your psychic abilities or just even if you want to mention projects or anything like that what as a psychic medium in general what do you want to see or what are your future goals well my future goals have to do with continuous growth because I feel like in this kind of area or field like there's you can never stop learning and I feel like just continuing to grow and improve is probably my main goal and another one is to get my freaking oracle cards published damn it right <laughs> for sure they're almost That's a big done. one yeah I, I'm excited for sure and let's see goals yeah I mean I think just growing my abilities learning as much as I can 
getting through my projects, my cards, um, maybe finding other techniques to help other people would be great because, I mean, not every technique is going to work for each person. So I feel like every person, when I come up with ways to help them get rid of or kick out or cut their attachments, it's like every person's uh, way of doing that is different. And so finding newer ways and better ways is another goal. What about you? Yeah, for sure. I can resonate with that. Um, one of my goals is to learn how to move energy better uh, from remote. I want to. I want to master remote clearing. That is um, a future goal that I'm pretty good at now. Mm-hmm. But I want to be able to have a strong enough spirit team because whether people realize this or not, you're constantly, you have your main team, but you have other guides that come in and out. And as you grow and evolve, you get other guides yep. um, to match your your vibration, basically. Um, my goal is to do remote clearings and people not have problems, period. Mm-hmm. I want to go in with my team and I want to be of assistance to them as the physical conduit to be able to do remote clearings. I want to clear the earth. I want to be able to clear the earth. I want to be able to clear the space uh, itself. I want to be able to clear the people. I want to be able to clear pets. I want to be able to make something feel brand new and solve somebody's problem Mm -hmm. 100% remotely. Um, Projects, that's crazy. Like I couldn't even... (laughs) start like it's a good time to say because in the last podcast podcast I said that you know I had something coming up so I have started an astrological a lunar astrological podcast um it's still very very new um where I basically talk about the current astrological information uh and transits and stuff that are happening happening the lunar phases and offering people horoscopes. So that is something that I'm working very hard on. It is uh, somewhat, I've kind of bit off, maybe bit off more than I can chew, I feel <laughs> like, but I think I got it. I might get, might be a little rocky at first, but I'm getting the hang of it from balancing both lights at midnight and Luna beams in itself, and then adding that. But the whole purpose is, is to spread knowledge and information about the astrological stuff, and also, quite frankly, to help promote my services. So um, I'm hoping to evolve my services. I do have a brochure that talks about everything that I offer, but I need to get my website done and I want to like get all my metaphysical products completed and all my services completed. And I want to be able to continue to help people spiritually evolve. Mm-hmm. Like that is, and, and while I spiritually evolve, you know, um, but that's kind of my goals as well i feel like too one another one of mine is like being able to release the energy that is stored in my body that i absorb from other people (laughs) correct yeah yeah that's probably another big one too yeah Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm slowly learning though how to do it when i'm outside yes Mm -hmm. but when i'm inside it's kind of hard yeah, because you're so uh, closely, you know, with the clear, you're naturally clairsentient. Your mm. astrology is 
uh, main sun sign is like earth and you have more earth stuff throughout your chart which makes you very clear sentient and yeah yep. so that makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. okay guys that pretty much covers um the evolution of our psychic abilities and kind of you know a little bit of a snippet of an insight into you know our path again we just tell you guys these things so you know there's relatability and maybe even validation so the next thing that i'm going to talk about is discernment and the importance of discernment when using your psychic abilities um discernment i feel is a lacking basically uh, conversation among the psychic community and it is super important uh, it isn't super important not just for psychics but you'll find out for everybody so simply I'm just going to define what discernment is so discernment is the ability to make careful distinctions in our own thinking about truth is basically your BS meter it is the process of making wise judgments about what is true, right, and good. And discernment is important because it helps us make decisions in our lives, both big and small. So some examples of discernment is discerning between truth and error. We can use this discernment to distinguish between what is true and what is false. It is important for making decisions our value, uh, about our beliefs, our values, and our actions. Um, discerning the difference between right and wrong. We use discernment, uh, again, to distinguish the difference between our moral values um, and what's good and bad. And basically, you know, it's it really boils down to your moral, what's morally right to a degree. But in translation uh, to spiritual things, so what makes discernment important when working with spirit? So if you lack discernment, you, and y'all, if, if you, I'm sure everybody knows the word, a lot of times you hear the word discernment in the Bible and it's in a spiritual reference to be able to discern and um, just an everyday reference, but taking discernment and working it into your own abilities, if you lack discernment, you may not be able to tell the difference between one type of entity to another. You have to follow that gut feeling so for example there are different types of psychics and psychic mediums that work with different types of gods and deities and all that kind of stuff and there's one way to tell i'm not trying to be rude i'm not trying to step on nobody's toes here but there's one way to tell a difference between a psychic that's in it for the right reasons and psychics that are in it for the wrong reasons Commonly, you'll hear um, psychics that are not getting their information from a benevolent place. Uh, you'll hear them talk a lot about me, 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 I, 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 with no reference to a higher power. Um, another trait of psychics that actually, um, you know, are not really getting their information from benevolent places and they're actually kind of sometimes deceived to themselves is they are very unwilling to work with other psychics. It's not just because of personal preference, but they have so many dividing lines and drawing uh, dividing lines about other people. They'll be, they'll be negative. I mean, we're all going to be negative, but you'll notice that some mediums, 
they stay in a vibration of gossip and bickering and things that are not for your higher good. Now, talking to your friends that or even your clients and having a conversation about life and stuff is one thing, but you can just tell when there's certain something's off about a medium a lot of times if you have pretty good discernment and that's that's a, something to understand i really want to highlight here that not every psychic or psychic medium gets their information from positive spirit there's all kinds of spirits uh going uh full demon i mean people can get information from de demons like certain demons and not everything's a demon i'm i'm not that type of person I believe in all different types of things. We've talked about this in past episodes. Hell, we did a whole entire vibratory scale from low to high vibration over five episodes. There's tons of things. But demons generally are very smart. <laughs> they mm -hmm. uh, can be intelligent. They can talk intelligently. Um, they can have conversations. They are deceiving, right? Um, spirits are deceiving, Anything that exists in a lower vibration that is existing in a place of fear or they their existence causes humans fear, they will trick you. And you can be tricked. And I think that's why, in especially like, for example, Christianity, they talk about um, psychics and mediums and sayers, seers or whatever, they're under demonic influence because it is it is easy to be tricked if you don't have discernment now i like to think <laughs> you know this could this be contradictory uh, contradictory possibly but i like to think that my information comes from a benevolent place because the you, you can't have a house divided against itself the quote-unquote evil is not going to allow you to work against it and actually quote-unquote defeat it or rid of it, rid itself of it and never come back. It's going to want to stay because that is food, right? Yep. Okay. I just want to make sure this is all making sense because I'm passionate <laughs> about this. Yes. Okay, good. Um, so when you, when your intentions as an individual that is a medium or a psychic medium is in the right place when you your intentions are not of me 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 i i i ego 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 you're put in a higher vibratory place where you're of service to others in this line of work in my opinion i am meant to be of service to others uh, whether that comes with gain or not like monetary gain or not yeah that's great everybody needs money to live but and i mean it, there's there's the equivalent energy exchange donations monetary we, we know about all that but if anybody needs help i'm not going to hold my hand out and be like that's, that question's going to cost you five dollars now if i set that up that's something different right you know where i'm going with this like it's not mm -hmm. you're in it for the right reasons like you're not going to turn somebody away for help even for questions or not answer them all the time especially if you can tell they need help and say i'm sorry if you're not paying me i can't help you now we can you know there's times when that's appropriate and there's times that is not and i've noticed that certain type of lower 
vibratory, not every one of them, but certain type of lower vibratory mediums will not give you the time of day. Now, I know that there there's some on TikTok that are great and they make money that way. And I'm not saying anything bad about that. I'm just talking about people where you can just tell that they're just in it for the money. You know what I'm saying, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you really have to use your own discernment when you're seeking out advice or help. If something does not feel right about the person you're talking to, stop talking to them because they can bring you more harm than good. Um, there's certain people that I've encountered that uh, tend to lean towards being a psychic medium and the information they provide is comes from a very lower vibrational place and seems like the type of uh, spirits or interactions that they have are not higher vibrational. They maybe some of them, but some of the things I've heard and stuff, they're not higher vibrational. They come from a place of fear. And the way I've been able to tell that is it seems like the people that take information from this person have certain types of problems that never uh, cease to go away or they just don't, they never stop. They kind of keep going. And a lot of times I've noticed people don't really grow spiritually. If you're not growing spiritually from your spiritual advisor, if you're not evolving, if they're not giving you anything that's making you feel things that fall in the category of love, I'm not saying in love with them, I'm saying in, you know, category of love or fear, if they're putting you in a place of fear and not giving you reassurance and it just don't feel right, then you're, use your discernment. This is where discernment comes in with psychic abilities. I know that's a long story short here, but um, it's really, really important. I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that part. I do have a little bit more about discernment, but is there anything you want to add to that, Emily? I mean, I think you pretty much nailed it. Okay. Because, you know, I, that's not scripted. None of that's scripted um, or anything. <laughs> you know, I just, just went with it. Uh, but, yeah, I just think it's really important to be aware. Now, okay, so discernment is something that we have to kind of earn to a degree. Some people are born with discernment just fine, like old souls. S sometimes we have to mature into discernment. It is a skill that can be developed over time, and there are many ways to develop it. So one of the ways is like praying for guidance. Um, God gives you discernment through prayer. I'm a firm believer in that. I know everybody has their own personal opinions about that, but I, I find that to be facts for me. Um, seeking wise counsel. You know, we can seek the advice of people that are older than us, smarter than us, and who can help us discern what is right or wrong. And now again, we're going to apply this to psychic abilities or even life. It don't matter. Um, that's the thing about discernment is you don't have to claim to be psychic to use it. That is your gut feeling. Um, and then trusting your intuition. So trusting that gut feeling. Um, you know, it's important to pay attention to your intuition um, because it is your source of discernment. So you don't have to be a practicing psych psychic to have discernment. And I would advise everybody, especially in the times that we are in right now, to uh, hone in on what you feel is right or wrong or what's 
fact or fiction, basically. Um, that's totally up to the perspective or perspective of an individual. I literally just saw something. I don't know if it's true because it's on social media uh, because you never know, but that's where you have to use your discernment. Um, like I did when I used my discernment, when I saw the first news article on TV about COVID, um, I would say that come from a place of discernment for sure that 80% of the population, this is what I saw. Now, I don't know, again, if it's true, uh, doesn't have the cognitive ability to discern whether or not those in a position of power, um, how can I say this, are telling the truth or lying. They can't see through the bullshit. I would hope that it's not 80%. Um, I would say it's probably less than that, but it is pure fact that there's tons of people out there that choose to live with um, the sheep's wool over their eyeballs. And you can take that for whatever it's worth, you know, and apply it to whatever situation you want it to, because I'm not going down no roads today. <laughs> no, sir. But y'all get what I'm saying. Uh, discernment is an important skill that can help us make smart decisions. And um, yeah, in terms of psychic gifts, it is absolutely important to work on your discernment so you are not tricked if you get into this type of work like me and emily there are times you will we have been tricked or we mm -hmm. it's an illusion that we have to we have to go through like layers like an onion literally it's like some shrek shit i'm serious though <laughs> <laughs> like um if anybody gets that reference from shrek but anyways yeah so that's my little bit about discernment emily do you have anything else you want to say um i would just say like if you are doing it on a spiritual level or a paranormal level and let's say you're astral projecting or having a dream or having some kind of experience experience i would like chas said like go with your gut analyze how your body reacts because your body is gonna respond before your brain does and it's right. kind of like an animalistic instinct kind of and it's kind of like what do you feel in that moment are you scared do you automatically think it's bullshit? Like, what do you feel in that moment? And don't think about it. Just analyze your, like, how you feel. Right. And that is a fair assessment. Now, I will say this. I'm a little different. Mine comes in claircognizantly. So, I mean, it just marks the fact that we all sense things on a different level in terms of our extrasensory perception. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so I just I, I just know. I'm like, no, nah, that's bullshit. No, uh -huh. no. Nah. You know, I'm like, no, I just know. And then I'll just know some more things. So that's kind of how mine comes in. It's not always necessarily directed with my body. Do I have that happen sometimes? Yes. But mine comes in, uh, my gut feeling. I, when I say gut feeling, it's not for me an actual feeling in my gut. Again, sometimes it is, it's just sometimes a knowing. So I will add that in. Well, I'm mostly clairsentient though. Like that's right, what I mean. Right. So that's how it would come in for me. That's how exactly. I know first. Yeah. And exactly. Mm -hmm. And that was my point is like, you know, yeah. different strokes for different folks you know what i'm saying so just be aware that if you just if if you're using your discernment and you have a gut feeling try to identify what that gut that's actually a great thing actually try to identify what a gut feeling means to you mm -hmm. what I, yeah. I was gonna say that's what she said <laughs> strokes for different folks 
Yep, Roodles. Shake it like a you Polaroid. Can't, you can't just time. say something like that and not expect me to say that. Yeah, you still don't know what I'm talking about, do you? The strokes the sh- without. F- no, the <laughs> Polaroid picture. I don't know what the pol- I know what a Polaroid picture is, but I don't know the song. Okay, so guys, those that are listening, the reason I, I I named this episode "Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture" is because on socials the our our uh, cover art is actually of a Polaroid picture. We're going. We're Emily will know. She will know by the end of this episode exactly what I'm talking about and you'll be like oh shit yeah I know you will if not then I don't know if we can be friends anymore I know the 303 song shake 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 it Jesus Christ no okay (laughs) we'll talk about it (laughs) hey Lamp fam have you been thinking of starting your own podcast venture if so consider using Podbean as your one-stop shop for everything podcasting you can create record host distribute, monetize, and merge your podcasts all from the Podbean mobile app or your desktop setup. Podbean offers a four-tier pricing plan that is sure to fit everyone's podcasting needs, starting with the free basic plan for anyone that signs up with an account. Chas and I currently use the Ultimate Audio Plan that starts at $9.99 a month for a yearly subscription, and it really has been the most valuable tool as new podcasters with minimal equipment. Honestly, I just use my iPhone and iPhone headphones, and she just used her tablet without her headphones. So it's like, even if you don't have a desktop computer, you know, you could still record from any mobile device. It's awesome, and it still sounds great. Use our link in the show's description box below or visit www.podbean.com slash lamp. That's L-A-M-P to start your podcasting journey. By using this link, you will receive one month of Podbean's ultimate plan for free. You won't regret it. As always, thank you for your support. And now back to the show. Hey there, curiosity connoisseurs. Are you intrigued by all things strange, weird, and unusual, but too embarrassed to talk with your friends and family about it? Well, we're your family now. Join me, chronically curious Katie. And me, combat veteran Chris as we don our tinfoil hats and question everything. From crazy mysteries, out-of-this-world conspiracies, and the unbelievable happenings all around us. Let's try to stay sane as we laugh and explore together through our podcast, Stop Thinking With Your Butt. Wherever you like to listen. You know what I just realized? What? I really do know this song. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You either, you know it, everybody knows it, you either love it or hate it, and uh, he won't even sing it anymore. That's because it's probably, it was so freaking popular, that's the only song people ever wanted him to sing, and he's just probably like, nah, we done. Yeah, I think he did it for some music, this was a long time ago, I think he did it for some music uh, show, what are they called? When all the stars get together and do award shows, the music awards or something like that. Yeah. And that was a lot. He's like, for the last motherfucking time. But anyways, we, we're reliving it today. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shake it. <clears throat> Shake it. All right. Mm-hmm. We're going to go ahead and quit uh, our banter. And we're going to mm. move on to the Pokemon part of 
our podcast, which is when we talk about the common, uncommon, rare, and ultra rare psychic Gotta abilities. Catch them all so true. Well, <laughs> some of these I think are potentially unattainable in the way that they're applied. Yes. Which we're going to get into, but if you take them and tweak them, some of them, just a little bit, then it might make a little more sense. So first, we're going to start out with common. So a common one is automatic writing, which is the ability to draw or write without conscious intent. So this is something both Em and I do. Um, it also goes along with automatic drawing, right? Mm -hmm. And um, really, you can do that with claircognizant abilities. You can do that with clairvoyant abilities. Um, some people may even be able to do it with clairsentient, like with the feeling, and then they just start drawing. It really actually, and then um, especially clairaudiently, I mean, that would be like a big one. So really all of the clairs can be uh, related to automatic writing. A lot of times people can do this. Uh, automatic writing means different things to different people. Some people just channel in like the spirits in a place. Um, some people channel in a spirit or higher vibrational beings. I like to do a lot of my stuff through uh, what would be considered channeling with automatic writing. So if I'm helping somebody, I am taking pen to paper because even though I can do it with typing, I prefer pen to paper because it's more intimate. Um, also too, um, I do a bunch of scribbles and I make it look really wild looking. I'm not like a professional artist, but I do draw out the entities, whether or not I take my time on them is another thing. I try to do it in five minutes or less and not give it a whole lot of, I only, I get it to get it to where I see it and what it deserves. And then I do my prayers and I end up sometimes burning those pictures <laughs> to get rid of them for different ways and stuff like that. But Emily, she might want to tell you guys a little bit about what she does with automatic writing or drawing. Mm -hmm. So, so for the writing part, I pretty much do what you do, Chas. And a lot of times I'll just start writing or I'll be writing down the things that I'm seeing. And then it kind of like goes on from there and it'll take its own course without me thinking about it. But as for the drawing part, it's kind of like, so in art, there is a technique called automatic drawing where you just scribble on the page and you pretty much let any shape take form into whatever. Like you don't think about it. You just draw things. And it's kind of like that. You can do it like yeah. that or you can do it like through your clairs and you know, see the images or hear the images or feel the images and draw it that way. I kind of do it more when it, with the drawing part. I do it more clairvoyantly and I'll right. draw it based off of what I'm seeing clairvoyantly. Same as but well. That is Same as well. Yeah. That's how I do that. So the next one is curse. Any expressed wish that some form of adversity or misfortune will befall or attach to one or more persons, a place, or an object. Honestly, that's pretty much anyone 
wishing ill will on another person for whatever reason. And, you know, I used to, my mom used to yell at me for using foul language and she'd be like, stop cursing. And I'd be like, first of all, that's not cursing. Cursing is if I wished ill will on somebody. So, ha. And then she would get annoyed at me because I was right. But, (laughs) 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 but this, this, I feel like too is the most common thing too. Because there's a lot of jealousy, a lot of pettiness, yeah. a lot of ego, a lot of ego. And yeah, and it's not just attached to witchcraft. Yeah, it's everybody does this. I feel like the every evil eye. the evil eye. It's like, oh fuck that bitch. She just jipped me in the freaking grocery store line. I hope she slips on a banana peel or whatever kind of right. weird shit. It can be anything. So. Right, and if you have lower vibrational beings, as you can, and you work with lower vibrational beings, and you're aware of that, you can send these lower vibrational beings in the form of a curse to harass other people. It happens to me all the time because there are certain people out there that you know dislike what I'm doing because you know they're working for negative uh, entities and uh, they some of them don't know it and because they're being influenced they you know send the hate and then the entities are like yay let's torture this person mm-hmm. it can happen that way for sure for yep. sure all right next we have prophecy also uh, prediction uh precognition and it's the ability to foretell events without um using induction or deduction from known facts so prophecy is something that correlates you know this is the i will say here this is the blurry line between what people um when it comes to like god-given gifts and psychic abilities there's a big blurry line here because they say a lot of the same things that people that are spiritualists say just they say it in a different way and that and i'm not trying to belittle or say anything anything bad but that is their perception right so pretty much um you know prophecy can be used either way but you do hear it a lot in christianity um basically i've had prophetic dreams sometimes prophecy can come in the form of visions of uh, awake or asleep i've had it happen with both and prophecy can come in the form of knowing it can come in the form of seeing, right? A lot of times it will be, again, in a dream format where you're actually visually seeing things happen. Um, also, I, I, well, Emily does too, but I do prediction videos. So those are forms, of, that's a form of prophecy where, you know, you, I do that through automatic writing. So you're going to see that a lot of these things can kind of be tied into each other, Um prophecy i don't i don't know if you could do i mean you could answer this for me better prophecy through uh like clairsentience through feeling like you might get you might get a feeling mm-hmm. like through clairsentience and it'll lead you to a knowing or a seeing but uh or even hearing now clairaudient would make sense but i think um i think it would have to come in the form of clear knowing clear seeing or clear hearing um, and it can come through clairsentience. I don't know if you agree with that, but that's yeah, kind of how I feel. I think that. it can because I've had like 
weird feelings in my body. Like sometimes I'll get chills. I call them truth chills. So that's kind of like part of the whole discernment thing, but also with uh, uh, being led to be or go somewhere too. I don't know yeah. how to describe it because I'll feel it in my stomach. Like if there's somewhere I shouldn't be going or dangers around, I'll have like a stomach ache and it'll pull me away from that bad environment. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's on a level of, like, personal prophecy versus, like, worldly prophecy. But that's a mm -hmm. good, I mean, that's a valid point um, that I didn't think of, is you can have your own prophecy for your yourself and your surroundings, or you can have worldly prophecy. Mm -hmm. And commonly, of course, prophecy is known as worldly prophecy. But in a terms of clairsentient abilities, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, for sure. And, because like, if you went I was going to say, too, like, when it comes to world events depending on the event if it's weather related like like crazy disasters like if it's snow related you could feel really 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 cold and be like what the heck's going on and then it's kind of like a warning of saying hey this is gonna happen About to get snowed in bitch yep yes all right well Next, we're going to talk about uncommon ones. And when I say uncommon, again, we still have rare and ultra rare. rare. The reason I'm I'm putting some of these in the uncommon department or section is because um, mostly everybody, if they try, can do some form of automatic writing. We already know that curses are do, doesn't have to be through some type of spiritual practice it can be done with you know uh wishing ill intent everybody can do that and prophecy is actually very common um people just get that gut feeling right well here's some that are a little more uncommon but they can occur um and they may uh, they occur with people that potentially since a lot of the cases here that identify with having psychic abilities but again it can just be people that don't too just a couple of these and you'll see what i mean so um basically the next one that i have or the one that i have starting off with uncommon is witnessing the gift of being visited by high profile spiritual beings such as mary jesus or high vibrational beings um, this happens to a lot of people, even if they don't consider themselves to be uh, psychics or psychic mediums or whatnot, or 100% spiritually gifted. Um, but this did happen to me, and this is what set forth, in my opinion, uh, my spiritual path. And it's in I've incorporated that experience um, or integrated that experience into uh, my being, actually, if you want to say it that way. Um, but it is more uncommon for people to be visited by high-profile spiritual beings. Um, next, M, I think you've got the next one for us. Astral projection or mental projection. So that's the ability to voluntarily project an astral body or a mental body being associated with the out-of-body experience in which one's consciousness is felt to temporarily separate from the physical body it is also known as remote viewing. So, right. yes, that is something I do on a daily basis, whether I intend to or not. <laughs> right. And you can, astral projection and remote viewing are very similar. I personally think they're a little bit different um, for mm -hmm. me and my situation, but they are very similar because I don't consider i don't consider myself astral projecting when i remote view or vice versa 
but is fair. It is a fair assessment that it falls within that category of astral projection and mental projection. I would say uh, mental projection would be closer to remote viewing, in my opinion. I don't know. Well, I would say remote viewing is a type of astral projection. Yeah, falling within the category mm -hmm. for sure. I agree with that. They're they're similar, just a tiny bit different. Um, but yeah, astral projection is something that a lot of people actually do, but they might not be aware of it, and it might not happen very often, right? Mm -hmm. So uncommon. Uh, it is uncommon, but it's more common for people that have worked on their spiritual stuff. And sometimes people like me, when I was 12, I didn't even know what it was. Mm -hmm. All right. Next, we have mediumship or channeling, which, of course, is the ability to communicate with spirits. Um, basically, you know, not everybody has the ability to communicate with spirits. It is more uncommon. Being a psychic or an intuitive is actually more common than being a medium. So you have to be able to talk to spirits in some way form or fashion with you know clairaudience clairsentience uh, or not clair I'm sorry uh, claircognizance and clairvoyance you can do this through signs and symbols again you can do it through words you can do it through thoughts uh, and actually clairsentience is, is too because you can do it through feelings but generally you have to have some form of communication with a spirit on the other side whichever vibrational scale they fall on um, but yeah, so we've talked about that quite a bit. For shizzle. So then the next one would be the itty. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, so that's a psychic abilities gained through Buddhist meditation. Yep. And that would relate to other uh, spiritual practices outside of, you know, Western Mm -hmm. stuff like i think at some point we may go into different types of abil psychic abilities throughout the world i think that would be something fun to do one day maybe mm -hmm. maybe we should do that yeah um next we have energy medicine which is the ability to heal with one's own emp empathic um astral mental or spiritual energy so we are actually talking about that uh today being able how I want to fully be able to heal uh, with spirit, earth energy, people energy, animal energy. And there are people that specialize, especially people that are associated with like uh, earth energy themselves, kind of like Emily, they have the ability and some people are just natural born healers um, to be able to move energy. You think about Reiki healing, which is um, common, but it's somewhat uncommon because People can learn how to do it. I think anybody can learn how to do it um, and do it okay. But then there's just some people that have like this natural ability to heal somebody's um, mental space or spiritual space. And I think, you know, people can do that on a day-to-day -day level as well, just by uh, tuning in to somebody and listening to somebody talk and like work through their problems you can help them heal by being supportive so could have that that could have fallen under a common category but since we're kind of sticking to psychic abilities I, I put it in more of an uncommon situation and it is possible so it is uh directly associated with kind of what em and i do mm -hmm. next one is object channeling 
or psychometry. So you can pretty much pick up an object and see its history and see where it's been or things that have happened around it. And it's one of my favorite things that I like to do um, to get information. And I can do this remotely without a person or a client's object. And you know how I do this? I actually use a rose quartz crystal because it's been in the ground for millions of years. So it's seen everything and it's connected to everything. And as long as I have that crystal, I can see anything. Right. And that's that's true. That's facts. Because quartz especially records. I mean, it's a record keeper. Yep. Faux show. And I didn't know that until you just said that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. um, Quartz is commonly used in uh, sometimes it's lab grown quartz, but like our electronics, like all kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. um, uses it. Yep. I love using it. Yeah, it's important, too, to note that that specific psychic ability is closely associated with being able to feel energy. So, like, you were talking about stones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good time to, to say that that's associated with being clairsentient. And now, so you don't have to be, but it is a physical touch within your body. You're physically holding something. So, I think that's why you're so good at it is because you have such tr- strong uh, clairsentient abilities. Um, and just being able to feel energy in general running throughout your body when you hold things with higher vibrations like stones and different types of metaphysical properties of different herbs and all kinds of stuff. But what it will do is induce uh, visions or clear knowing and all that. It kind of works together in a network. Um, but yeah, that's it's really cool. Really mm-hmm. cool technique. And the thing is, when you have something like crystals or rose quartz, it's like, like I said, it's been in the ground for millions of years. And if you go into it with the understanding that everything's connected, um, it makes it a whole lot easier to get information off of it. Absolutely. It takes your belief and your understanding. The more you have knowledge about this stuff, the more you will become enlightened and be able to perform certain extrasensory perceptions and psychic abilities. I agree. Mm-hmm. Next, we have the ultra rare category, um, or I'm sorry, excuse me, rare category. I was trying to jump ahead to like Superman status. So mm-hmm. um, basically it refers to things that are heard of, but for the most part, people, um, If they pull it off, you would think of a party trick or a magician or an illusionist. Um, It's not to say that it's impossible. It's just rare. And this is where we get into the realm of kind of thinking about things from a different perspective, potentially. Mm -hmm. So, Emily, you got the first one for us? Yep. By location, the ability to present in two different places at the same time, usually attributed to a saint. And you have rare there. And then it could be related to split consciousness. I think so. And I do this a lot, especially when I channel while I'm awake because I'm focusing on everything around me in the present while also focusing on astral projecting to where I need to go for the client. 
And then I've had it where I've astral projected and was able to look during the astral projection in multiple points of view. So like I could see through a person's eyes while watching from the third person. And I don't know if you've ever had that experience, but that's something that happens Uh, to me a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I do it a lot with people's dreams. Yeah. Like that's how I'm able, like if somebody has a dream and it's not just a dream, it's actually some type of experience. Um, I do that a lot. I'm able to actually see through the dreamer's eyes. I don't know if that's associated like with a Native American skin, not skinwalker shit. Dreamwalker? Um, Dreamwalker, yeah. I don't know what it is. I haven't 100% figured it out for myself, but it does allow me to interpret people's dreams, which I'm considering offering as a very inexpensive, interesting, fun service that I would enjoy doing. Anyway, <laughs> I think it would be really cool to do it because, I mean, I don't know. I just, and I see things um, like that sometimes uh, through other people's experiences too outside of dreams, but it started mainly with seeing other people's dreams. They're like, how did you know? Because I was like, I would see their dreams and they would be, for example, or their experiences where they're laying in bed and then like um, from their perspective. So, yeah, I agree. I think that um, it can be your spirit body. I think your spirit or your astral form Mm -hmm. can travel. Um, I do that commonly with remote viewing um, or again, like you were saying, astral projection. Um, So I think it is rare meaning like you know I, I wonder if they mean like physically splitting and like your being being there you know what I mean like seeing the other person in two mm-hmm. places at one time that's where you get to like uh maybe saint status or Jesus mm-hmm. or something like that but I do think it is rare but I think it's still possible I just I just thought of something so you What's know that? how when you see a person's house and the layouts backwards Yes. It's because of how you're viewing it. So if you're viewing it through the person's eyes versus not. Does that make sense? That's true. That could be that could be very possible actually. I'm gonna uh note that and we'll give you guys updates because that is very, very possible. Um I constantly when I remote view for the most part, I see things in reverse, but I do have to say when I see things through people's eyeballs, I do see it more likely um, um, uh, sometimes the right way. I know that sounds weird, Mm -hmm. but you know, and it makes me think about how, you know, our eyes, our literal eyes, um, the operation, how it reflects the image upside down Mm -hmm. and then our brains perceive it as right side up. I don't know. It's something to do with all that for sure. It's something to look into. Mm -hmm next oh go ahead i was gonna say spirit told me that just now they're like oh it's because she's it depends how she's viewing it if she's viewing it from the person's eyes or if she's there in like not in the person's eyes right that makes sense it's the upside down (laughs) (laughs) all right so next we have cryokinesis the ability to control ice or cold with one's mind okay I personally have never heard of this. Me neither. This is getting into, yeah, the rare category. But I have heard of uh, vibrations controlling water that makes ice crystals. Mm -hmm. Like, um, we might speak of this a little later, but um, in this episode. But basically, you know, um, our vibrations and sounds 
can do that. So, and vibrations and sounds are different in a way than our vibration, but it's still a vibration. So is it possible? Yes. Do you see people out here doing it? Not really. I think it's just possible in a different way. Yeah. I think it's like expectation versus reality kind of thing. Exactly. It'd be nice to be an ice bender or a water bender, though, like an avatar. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then the next one is ergokinesis. The ability to influence the movement of energy such as electricity without direct interaction. I also feel like that's the same thing because technically our bodies have energy and if you are a healer or Reiki master, you can manipulate energies. Correct. I agree. Um, and then, you know, there are certain cases where people interfere with electronics because of their psychic energy. So it does, I, I think this actually does happen. Is it rare? Yes. Could it be um, uncommon? Could it fit in the uncommon category? Potentially, because some people have psychic energy that they're not aware of, which produces interactions like poltergeist with electricity. So I think that mm -hmm. might go hand in hand with stuff like that. Oh, you know what? It just made me think about like at work when every time I would get to the register, it would malfunction. <laughs> and then because your wheel to go home was so strong. It was. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking place is like a goddamn hellhole. Yeah, so your will to leave was so strong that you had to use this ergokinesis ability that you were unaware of to <laughs> fuck up the register so you could go back home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like, um, I can't, PK, you know, PK uh, yes. manifestation. It's kind of like that. But with yeah. electricity, so it's kind of like thinking something and then it happening too to manifest right. it because your desire is so strong. Absolutely. I fucking hated I it working on the goddamn register. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> Next we have psychic <laughs> surgery. So this is um, interesting. The ability to remove disease or disorder within or uh, or over the body tissue um, and energetic incision that heals immediately afterwards. Okay, okay, okay. Look, I ain't never seen nobody open somebody up with their hands and like they're wide open, like they're in full surgery and then reach their hand in there with some psychic energy and like rearrange your organs and shit. I'm not down with that. I can't, I can't get on board. It's the reason I put it. Are you down with the, the sickness rare, then? Yeah, not down with that kind of sickness. <laughs> um, but the rare, the reason I put it into the rare category is it, it falls along the lines of a healer. I mean, there are people that are healers. You can be, I have seen and witnessed things and people be he healed through the power of prayer when a bunch of people come together and focus their intent on something, whether you want to call that praying or manifesting, whatever you want to call that. Because again, guys, we just fight over the words and what they mean. And, or we're not really looking at the action at hand. 
but it is very possible. Um, people say it's God too. I mean, I believe that. Um, but I think that's why I put it in the rare category. Um, because people can be healed. There's different, um, like with Reiki healing, when you clear out your chakras, you will have things go away in your body, things that hurt you. So in terms of somebody doing, uh, performing this, the way that it talks about psychic surgery, no, no. I, I mean, I'm not, could somebody have done it in the past? Jesus. Potentially. <laughs> But yeah, potentially yes. But is it happening? No, it's not happening. Happening quite in that way. So that's all I have to say about psychic surgery. Mm -hmm. I think again that one's expectation versus reality. Right. Yeah. So the next one is is it called xenoglass glossy? Is that how you yeah. pronounce it? Xenoglossy. <laughs> the ability of a person to suddenly learn to write and speak a foreign language without any natural means such as studying or research, but that is often rather bestowed by divine agents. Not, well, okay, but it can happen with demonic possession too. <laughs> but, okay. Yes. I have a story. I have yes. a story with this. Um, my uncle had a surgery or a procedure and he woke up speaking Spanish and he don't know Spanish. And and then, you know, it happened and then he fell asleep and then he didn't remember anything. I've heard about stuff like that. Um, Fucking weird. And then it comes in. Yeah, it comes into question is like everything that we hear actually, you know, they say it's stored in our mm -hmm. mind. So and at some point we've learned it, but we just don't access it because we have no need to use it. But then you also have the point of I've heard that with people getting like transplants mm -hmm. of other people's organs and that happening. Um, also, too, it makes me think about you when you pick up on oh, the certain energies. Yes, that's what I was thinking you were going with it. But yeah, that's wild about your uncle. Um, and I mean, could it be? I mean, in a negative sense, when you're talking about, uh, like, a demon possessing mm -hmm. somebody, yeah, that's that's facts. Also, you can't, certain types of channeling uh, mediums will do this, too. Mm -hmm. So, that's where you would come in. Go ahead and tell your part, because I know you said it last episode, but say it again. <laughs> yeah, I was playing games, and then all of a sudden, I started speaking with a Russian accent. And listen, I've tried to speak with a Russian accent because a lot of times I'll speak with a uh, English accent and I learned recently that uh, I have a spirit guide that has a uh, English or an and sorry an English accent and when I channel them I will speak with that English accent but the other day I was speaking in a Russian accent and I didn't even realize it and my friends are like, what is going on? Why are you speaking in a Russian accent? I'm like, I'm speaking in a Russian accent? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, damn. Like, because I wasn't really thinking about it. But yeah, there was a, per there was a dead person there um, who was Russian. It's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, um, and certain people have, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, if I wasn't trying to like think about it and cognitively put it together at this point in time, I'd be able to tell you, but we're just going to go with it. Um, certain people have that thing where they just constantly speak in other accents that I've heard of. Now, this is unassociated with psychic 
stuff. I'm talking about like there's a condition or some type of something and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It can be, but certain people speak in a certain accent, a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Does that make mm-hmm. sense? What's the name of that? I don't know. Maybe you guys know. Tell us. Leave us uh, a comment down below if you're listening on YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, next we have pyrokinesis. This is actually uh, rare, but as we were shown in the movie Carrie, you guys probably know what this means. So it's the ability mm-hmm. to control flames, fire, or heat using one's mind. Um, yeah, so great example is Carrie, but I put it in the rare category because there are certain parlor tricks you can do, um, to make a flame rise or fall, but there are certain people that practice this and, um, that actually, you know, can make a candle flame, you know, rise and fall with their intentions, now, how would that happen with your mind? Well, I mean, I'm not sure. You would have to somehow uh, will it to do so if you're doing it solely through yourself or you would have to have the help from a spirit. Sometimes people use this th- for spirit communication as well. Um, just saw actually a Paranormal Files episode where that happened. It was quite crazy. I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying anybody blew it out because that shit just flamed out as soon as they asked and it wasn't no trick candle either so kind of freaked me out they were in salem i'm not trying to get sidetracked but emily like when we can Mm -hmm. at some point we need to go to salem i'm supposed to go there with uh, my fiance's mom and my fiance's brother's girlfriend as a girl trip at some point i'm scared (laughs) i'm not i'm ready i'm ready to rumble (laughs) I want to say, too, with the pyrokinesis, what about, like, those rare cases that have been documented about people who just combust and explode? Yes. Spontaneous combustion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and that can happen, I'm assuming, for many different reasons. If we're going to say medical something you ate ain't going right and you (laughs) ate too much hot shit and you just it's something happens with oils and you can ignite like honestly i was listening to a podcast where they were talking about this and i wonder if it has anything to do with spontaneous combustion where certain types of oils um actually if left out will set fire but these, these spontaneous combustions are something else. I haven't put a lot of thought into them, but it would be fun to channel in what the fuck actually like happens. Like the people that combust. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it would be interesting to channel that in. Maybe I hope it's not that. spicy food because I live by the spice. Because it's so <laughs> I'm gonna, nice. I'm going to message you one day and Hazy's going to be like, she's gone. <laughs> she's gone. All that's left are her burnt feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Burnt I'm shoes. sorry if you guys know anybody that spontaneously combusts we're not trying to um devalue your story um (laughs) (laughs) okay moving on uh the next one m please is the opposite it's hydrokinesis the ability to control water with one's mind like a waterbender so the water experiment so there's an experiment where scientists looked at kind of like the rice experience experiment but this had to do with positive and negative vibrations towards water and 
they saw like the positive vibrations made pretty ripples and very like symmetrical ripples whereas the negative vibrations were very chaotic and crazy yeah and that was a lot to do they've done it with sand um with music with that type of vibrations Mm -hmm. and the rice experiment was done with like hatred and love with humans Mm -hmm. and you can do it with plants too yeah plants have water in them and it's an organism i'm saying it's not impossible Un- I don't think impossible. Impossible, yes, in- impossible, impossible. I was, I was trying to be funny, oh. but yeah, impossible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's not in impossible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's getting late, y'all. Uh, we almost to the end of this it's podcast. It's, it's two a.m. and we're uh. We're getting to the end. So bear with us here. I guess we're going to go ahead and move on with all that being said. Ultra rare. Mm-hmm. This is Superman status. This is where as we... seen on TV. Or the hollows of our Pokemon deck. <laughs> yeah. God status. Yes. Emily, so we have, like... yes, levitation or transvection. The ability to float or fly by mystical means. The only time I've like heard of this on record is through possession. Um, like it being in the physical, but like if we talk astral projection, I feel like it's common, but in the physical, right. yeah, it's super duper rare. And a lot of times when it does happen, it's due to an extremely malevolent devil entity right and it's um this is actually it is ultra rare right now if you're talking about objects it's different but we're talking about like a person yeah yeah so just to clarify for the listener um and just one side note you know stranger things transvection Mm -hmm. vecna what does vecna do he levitates anyways he levitates people Uh, yeah, so maybe that's where they got that from, calling him Vecna. I don't know. It would be interesting. I just I didn't about even that. put that together, but I think you're right. Yeah, and it's considering we started off with like kind of an 80s Stranger Thing type theme to this mm-hmm. one just for shits and giggles. Um, but yeah, I was looking at that. I'm like, Vecna, what? No, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have heard of this in the means of um, Central American witchcraft, which goes back, way back to like mayan and aztec and like you know there's some common things between mesoamerica long time ago and mesopotamia right um there are tales Mm -hmm. and family that i have heard of that i have to be careful here um where i've heard of someone that practices magic and in my my book it would be dark magic Mm -hmm. um where they levitate so it is i i've seen it spiritually that's why i'm going to say it is possible but it's generally like emily was saying with some really dark stuff so i just wanted to add that in really fast Mm -hmm. so next we have materialization is the creation of objects and materials or the appearance of matter from unknown sources. So generally, people don't do this. Um, this can happen in an astral 
realm experience or remote viewing, but as terms of, um, well, 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 since we're talking about magic, I will say this, um, but it's generally associated with uh, tricky, malevolent entities, okay? Mm-hmm. And the people that have the ability to do this was obtained through some magical source. And that has roots back to, for example, the Appalachian folk magic, where if you let somebody in your house that was a witch, um, which is not that, which I guess could be a, a the darker form of Appalachian folk magic, or maybe not, because Appalachian folk magic was based, actually, they actually worked out of the Bible, I know, right? And they brought in traditions from like the Irish and the Dutch and the Native American, and they generally used it for good. But then you had like the black witches, they called it the little black book in Appalachia. And if you had one of these ladies come or men even come to the door, they would say that they had asked for a glass of water and they would drink it and they'd get up and leave. The next morning when they woke up, the cows milk, their cows wouldn't produce no milk. So we're talking about back in the day when you depend depended on your cow to provide you milk and you know, stuff like that. Well, there's tales of like a woman a woman living on the hill and she had um a rag and she was one of those dark magic practicing folks and she would steal the milk from somebody else's cow by the act of going to their house getting the water she'd take a rag because a lot of times i know this sounds really strange but uh, rags were used for a lot of things in appalachian folk magic to heal people Uh, but she would take her rag when they were out of milk she'd go outside she'd put the rag on a stump and she would take an axe and hit it and once she hit it with that axe then she could pick that rag up and milk it like a cow and she'd come back in the house with milk. Now this has gone around and I'm saying that it's possible, but it's probably pretty rare. So that's the only kind of little story I have for uh, materialization in forms of like witchcraft. Ooh. Then we have shape-shifting or transformation, the ability to physically transform the user's body into anything. Y'all, did you guys see the video with the lady on the plane and she's like, he's not real? Yeah. I'm wondering if it was a situation like that. or Possible. Or um, she just saw him for what he was, but... Right, and some people think that there's certain types of beings or entities, uh, well, especially entities, but beings particularly, extraterrestrial, mm-hmm. that can actually do that. You have the whole reptilian thing, and, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to get into all that right now, but that's just, you know, one thing. Shapeshifting is a part of uh, the traditions I was talking about in um, Mesoamerica, mm-hmm. so the central, what is now Central America. Um, and the practicing that is common. They would, they actually would turn into animals and stuff. Again, I've seen that spiritually and I actually pulled in like some information about the gods they worshiped and stuff that I was able to validate between somebody and online and it freaked me to fuck out. So, and then you have, you know, um, skinwalker. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have, uh, different types of legends and, Legends, and I think that these types of magical practices, you know, when we hear about these stories and stuff and looking back on them, we call them mythology and stuff like that. But has anybody ever thought that it may have been very possible that all this was happening and then something just happened where we had all that knowledge taken away from us? Mm Mm-hmm. 
yeah for real for real like a lot of people talk about that there is a point in time in history where we lost a lot of our magical knowledge and good bad and any kind of way Mm -hmm. But yeah, so next we have telekinesis or psychokinesis. This is the ability to influence a physical system without physical interaction, typically manifesting as being able to exert force, control objects, and move matter with one's mind. Which, Eleven! Which could come in as a poltergeist. Exactly. So, I mean, yes, that is common. That could be common or fit in the common or uncommon category. A type but of as, poltergeist. Right. And it it has been said, and I believe that there are people that have been able to do this at some point, but it is rare to have this ability to look at a Coke can and crush it. Yeah. I, it's rare. It's ultra rare. Like, not many people are going to be able to do that in the physical period. Um, but is it possible? I personally think so. So mm. I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that. I think but... I did it by accident. <laughs> like, right? once. With that damn thing that was on the table and I messaged you and I'm like, um, I was vacuuming and the thing just yeeted off my table. Right. Well, I've said this before and I'll say it briefly again. My grandmother on a separate occasion, because there's two family members that's talked about this. My grandmother said it was back in like the 70s. She was sitting here looking at the window and this is when all this stuff was coming out, you know, and getting real popular and everything because of the projects they were working on and all that stuff in the government and everything and the movies and shit like that. Um, she focused on a window. It was open. She focused on it. She says she sat there and just concentrated on it. She said it slammed. I, I believe her. She had no reason to lie. And then my mom just nonchalantly one night told me, she's like, I used to do, we were talking about psychic abilities. She's like, you know what I used to do when I was a kid? And it's just really weird. And I'm like, what's that? She's like, well, I was at Memaw's house because she lived with my, her grandmother, which was my great grandmother, called her Memaw. She's like, I was at Memaw's house and Memaw would piss me off because she was wild when she was a teenager. She did what she wanted to. She, it was the eighties, you know, you could run off and do what you wanted to back then and everything was fine. Well, she'd get mad. Um, her and grandma would fight and she's like, I used to sit on my bed and I'd slam the door just to be a bitch. She's like, I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I just, the door would just slam. I'd want it to slam and it'd slam. And this was during her time of puberty. This was during her transition time. Um, so I don't know, maybe the stuff that I do across space and time is somewhat similar, but um, I've never focused hard enough to try to do anything like that. And I don't know if I'd ever want to waste my energy on something like that because the amount of in mental energy you would expend trying to do something like that, unless it was unknowingly put through your emotions, mm -hmm. would be tremendous. AK-11, actually. <laughs> or like that bag. But yeah, that's all I got for telekinesis mm -hmm. or psychokinesis. Next one is photography, the ability to impress an image by burning it into a on a surface using one's own mind only. Possible, maybe. Not saying it never happened, but that's some Superman shit. Is that that like you're staring at a piece of wood and let's say you're thinking about a fish and then a fish is burned onto it? Or is it like you're thinking of an image and you're trying to project it into someone else's head to see it? Shit, I think it would be both, because if you're looking at a piece of wood and it just starts burning, who's got the, the is it on, uh, fuck, the eyes, the eyes and 
freaking fracking. It's on the tip of my tongue. The eyes of Superman. Uh, no, yeah, but also the other one with Wolverine. I know what it is, but I'm on point now. Oh, X Men. Yes, yeah. If you if you start looking at something and shit starts burning into the wood, whether it's a picture or not, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something is wrong. I don't know. That's wild to me. Now I'm not saying anything never happened, but yeah, I mean, I think it could be both. I can't. I think it could be a line, a dot, an image. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I told you guys some of this stuff was like poke was really Pokemon status. So it's all kind of uh, in an inside jokingly way. Mm-hmm makes sense now pop probably after that one Mm -hmm. next we have teleportation the ability is the hypothetical transfer of matter or energy from one point to another without transversing the physical space between them (laughs) well we do this but it, it goes back to what we were talking about with um you know remote viewing astral travel yeah all that kind of stuff but we're not physically physically like in our flesh body teleportation we're not doing that um i'm not saying it ain't never happened because some people have like disappeared and come back like i would i would associate that more with um an elemental or an environment space if that ever Mm -hmm. could happen then unless it's a non-breathing person so to me super ultra rare probably is never gonna happen Mm mm-hmm and then we've got atmokinesis, the ability to control the weather, such as calling rainfall or storms, like Storm the X-Men. Yeah. X-Woman. Yeah. So this is part of actually um, some cultural beliefs and stuff. Um, I think it is rare for an individual. Some people claim they, they do that. Um, I'm not saying it's not possible. I think it is possible. Um, just, I think maybe you just, maybe people get the intuition sense and know that it's going to rain and maybe they feel that in their body and then they're like, I'm going to make it rain. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't make know. it rain on these hoes. Make it rain. But yeah, that's pretty much of all the crazy shit we have to talk about uh, for the common, uncommon, rare, and ultra-rare psychic abilities. I know some of those were silly, but I figured I'd include them because some people, some people really think Mm -hmm. that psychics do some of this type of stuff. And maybe somebody somewhere out of the nine billion of us on earth can... But it's very uncommon for some of these things, and some of these things are very common. So expectation versus reality, guys. Use your discernment. Mm-hmm. hope some of these were funny to talk about, but yeah. So lastly, before we get out of here, just briefly, we've talked about a lot of the dangers and warnings when opening up to your psychic abilities in the past. But it is important, I know we stated this previously in the episode about some of the dangers we've experienced um, and kind of translating that till now again just don't do anything you feel uncomfortable with don't if you're in if you're the type of person that wants to fight evil and kick ass make sure that you discern the difference between what's real and what could not be real in your own thoughts versus your perception there's a lot to it but this part made me think of emily and the magical thinking. So, Emily, would you please enlighten us on what I'm trying to say just in the words of magical thinking? Yep. So, magical thinking has to do with when 
someone believes that, you know, certain things are caused by a paranormal activity when it's really not. And, you know, or have supernatural or paranormal meanings. And maybe they're just like looking into things way too deep than trying to debunk. And it's kind of like they skip the whole like ruling things out and debunking the buck debunking things because we debunking things tonight. Oh no, bitch. I can't fucking <laughs> talk. It's okay. I got the sleep base. But I'm gonna make a t shirt that says that. Debunking. We debunking things tonight, mm-hmm. bitch. But it's like their imagination kinda takes over and it's their it's like less psychic abilities and more imagination and sometimes people use that as a way to disassociate as a way of a coping mechanism and they their life sucks and or is boring or whatever other reason there's so many reasons but they want to live in a fantasy land yeah, it's very common, actually. Uh-huh. Um, and it's very easy to get into... When you're getting into this stuff, it is very easy to get into that kind of mind space. Because when you start out, some people are, like, great from the beginning. But the majority of us have to actually, like, ascend. <laughs> Not uh-huh. everybody's, like, put here with a master ascension. And, I mean, I would say everybody has to learn and grow. But I'm sure you guys know what I mean when I say, like... Some people just have gifts stronger than others from a very early age. Some of us later in life. And it's easy to get wrapped up in, especially at the beginning, Mm -hmm. um, it seems. It's easy to get wrapped up into things and signs and symbols. And they're all very important because you're working with signs and symbols as a psychic, as a medium, medium, as an intuitive. But there comes a point where I call it like, um, I see a lot of people out here wanting to do, you know, they call themselves light warriors, light workers. And that is a real thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I 100% believe that. But I feel like some of these people watch too much anime. Yeah. Now, granted, I've sat here and talked about using different elements in my visual space. And I thought that was, you know, that sometimes I'm like, I'm fucking nuts. Until you start getting validation. Mm-hmm. When you start getting validation on this stuff and other people are having experiences Uh, not necessarily like you, but against the psychic information you're getting. That's why validation is so important. But it's also very important to stay grounded. You know, you want to, you want to debunk things you want to, like Emily was saying, and you want to, uh, you want to take it slow. You don't want to bite off more than you can chew. Because if you just started out doing this within your, like, let's say you're grown and you've only been really getting psychic impressions for six months, you don't want to take on something you don't understand because there's absolutely no way unless you've channeled every single day that you know exactly what you're doing. And, you know, me and Emily have been put in situations where we've bit off more than we can chew learning and we've paid the price for it physically, mentally, emotionally, like we were talking about in, you know, earlier parts of this episode. So this is just kind of like a warning um, to those that are getting started. We're not trying to scare you. We're just telling you from our experience, just do what you feel comfortable with, follow your gut, stay grounded, uh, stay spiritually protected, uh, all of the above. It's very important because doing work and doing work with like haunted stuff, 
like low vibrational beings is dangerous and even do and even working like as a psychic medium even channeling in the the dead from the light can be taxing and draining uh it can hurt your body it can make you sick can make you have disease like you have to be spiritually uh protected and grounded period so yep. i just felt it was important to leave that off uh or leave uh, off on that note so mm-hmm. guys yeah. i think that's it i think that's i think we're done check yourself before you wreck yourself <laughs> <laughs> but yeah guys it's 2 20 a.m and uh, i'm gonna do some more work but just not on this. I got a lot more work to do. I have itchy so. eyes and I want cornbread. <laughs> it sounds so good. Ooh, I want uh, salsa, salsa cornbread, like Mexican cornbread. Oh, um, man. I want, yeah, you can put a little salsa in your cornbread, you know, not add as much water and add salsa if you're going to do like the mix, unless you're making it from scratch. Oh. And um, yeah, you can add a little milk, you know, milk with salsa. It's really good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but yeah it's been a very interesting episode we've got some uh things we're going to discuss next week i'm pretty or not next week i'm sorry next episode so two weeks from this episode we're going to talk about divination Whee! yes divination so we'll be covering some things associated with that and a little more context than that but we don't want to tell you everything let's keep you in a little bit of suspense mm-hmm. so you know what to look forward to in our next episode thank you guys so much if you've made it this far you are fucking amazing word you're the best mm-hmm. all right guys well emily you have any last words hey hey shake it Mm-mm-mm. shake it Mm-mm-mm. all right we gotta go guys that's a wrap bye <laughs> <laughs> hey if you have a haunted story you want to share you can email us at lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com get in touch with us there we'd love to hear from you we really appreciate y'all uh hanging around and checking it out and yeah thank you so much we are super excited to bring you some super awesome content We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up!